Hello, and welcome again. This is Pastor Deborah, and we are beginning another part, another lesson of the kingdom of darkness. If you remember, we have been working through what this kingdom of darkness and ignorance, slavery, and oppression is, what it looks like, where is it, and how it affects you in your life. I want to welcome all of you who have stayed here in the garden and are learning and have been brought from your sleep, brought from all over the world, and you are now going to hear some spiritual things. And we had left off in part number 13. We were working our way through the presence of the Lord. The reason this was important was the kingdom of darkness is opposite of the presence of the Lord. And the king, Satan, the adversary of God, his job is to keep you in your defiled, darkened, sinful nature away from the presence of the Lord. He used to be in it, we learned, but he got kicked out. Because he defiled his sanctuaries, his mind, his chambers. He became lifted up in pride and arrogance, had up his spirit, became haughty. He started taking the glory for himself and keeping some of the praise and worship. And desired to be praised and worshipped himself. His own gifts of beauty and light started blinding him, and he became twisted, started perverting his wisdom, his knowledge. Inside here, he was having thoughts, and we learned that if you think here, you start becoming it. So he started changing, and of course his creator was watching this, and he saw this violence going on towards himself, this Lucifer, who was becoming Satan, the adversary of God, was having thoughts of violence and murder and overthrow and hate and jealousy and was lusting after the things that this God, his creator, had. Lucifer was created to be a servant, but he didn't want to be in that place anymore. He wanted to be like Sauron in the Hobbit movies. He wanted to be the thing and the God that served no one. He wanted to be the top. He wanted to replace this God, his creator. Those were the thoughts, the ideas that were beginning to form and pervert everything. And God listened and he saw it. And he went, you're out of my presence. My light will no longer shine through you. I'll still use you. Because your purposes are eternal. And you'll learn that about yourself. I will use you. I will use you to train and test my children. I will use you. You will keep those who are defiled out of my presence. And I will have others come along to show them what you were like. What you lost. What you were kicked out of. The presence of the Lord. So in understanding the kingdom of darkness the king we have to go back and that's what we've been doing it's going back and seeing what lucifer was 
how he changed and became Satan the adversary? What kind of presence did he get kicked out of? But the presence is vital. Satan knew he himself had to have it. So he started creating his own presence. But how you learn about these two presences is you study the original. You thoroughly look at it. You study the words, what it's for. It's like when a bank teller is learning how to learn about and be able to see a counterfeit $20 bill. They study the original, the true, the righteous, and legal $20 bill. And they know what to look for. Then they hold up every $20 bill to the light. And if it does not look like the original that they've studied, it's a fake. So you have to study the original presence of the Lord. Lord means owner. So before we get started going a little deeper into that, let's pray for all those that are here that have not yet heard about the garden or Pastor Deborah that you will bring them and their hearts will desire to know. Dear Father, we thank you for those that you have brought today to the garden here on planet Earth for them to learn about the kingdom of darkness and today more about your presence of the Lord that all of life carries except those that have death in it. Your presence is there, but death is there. But we want to learn about the time before death entered into your presence and how coming back into that holy presence is your goal for us, for all the earth, for all the creatures to do. So help us to study and to look a little deeper into your presence, sir, that we may know what is the true, the original, the righteous and legal presence of a God, the Lord and creator of all. And we ask you to help us through your Holy Spirit. Amen. Okay, let's see. We had just finished some scriptures, Deuteronomy 4, 6 through 8. And we had finished with verse 8. I want you to go back and look at part number 13, and you will pick up. We're going to start now in another scripture. We're going back to Exodus 33, and we're working through 14 through 23. Exodus was written by Moses to tell us a lot about the journey out of slavery, captivity, to freedom. And he had just talked to the Lord and said, Lord, I know you brought us out. We believe in you. We came out. But now we got to go into a land where there's enemy and fighting. We're not soldiers. We have been just slaves. We don't have that mentality of a fighter. We submit. We're used to oppression. And if your presence does not go with us out there where you want us to go, please, we're not going. Because the only way people will know that we are different than other people is if your presence goes with us. And you are walking with us. 
You are helping us. You're shining out through us. You're doing great and mighty works through us. Only if your presence goes with us, he says, will people know about you and that we are your people. So Moses said, I'm not going if you don't go with me. There's been many times Pastor Deborah says, "Mm -mm, I'm not going there, sir. Unless you want to go with me, because we're a team. And I need your presence with me in the kingdom of darkness to do battle, to go undercover, to be a special operations. I need your wisdom helping me. I need your angels. I need your power and authority. So if you're not going, I'm not going. And that's the same thing that you must learn. You must be able to speak freely like that, like Moses did, to God. God and Moses had a special relationship. They were friends. Are you friends with the God that you serve or that you obey? Do you talk to him like Moses does and even Pastor Deborah? Can you ask him, I'm not going to go do this unless you're going. I'm not going to bet that you're coming. I'm not we either you go with us and you guarantee we win and we do your work. And a lot of times back in early, early days, people would say, praise be to God. If we win, he wins. If your God wins, then he wins. And they never knew if their God was with them or not, or if they were on a righteous fight or doing righteous things. And when one group of people lost, I guess their God was humiliated. Okay, so Moses is saying, I know we're going into battle. It's going to be rough with our families out in the world. We're, we're different now. You brought us out of bondage and slavery. You did that, sir. You changed us. Now, please, we're not going. Even though you order us, we're not going, he says, unless you go with us and your presence is with us and upon us. So now let's pick up. Back at Exodus 33, 14 through 23. This is verse number 17. And the Lord, I'll be looking down because I'm reading my notes. And the Lord said unto Moses, does your God talk to you like that? Does he talk directly to you when you are in the mosque, when you're at the temples, when you're leaving him offerings? Is he a talking God? Now, Moses wrote, and they had books. But does he personally talk to you one-on-one in an intimate conversation about things and the people and your nation? Ask yourself, if he's not doing that, he may not be the Lord God of all the creation. He might be the God of this darkened kingdom of darkness world that is surrounding covering with a atmosphere of air through ideas and it might be that guy now he might talk to you but i want you to do a test for every spiritual voice you hear the test is first john four one voice any god that talks to you any angel messenger here's the test you ask it You can ask it out loud. You can ask it in your head. You can even ask your priest, your rabbi, anybody. What Lord do you serve? Pastor Deborah's done this. What master 
do you serve? The spirit, the God, the angel should say, the teacher should say, the priest, the imam should say, I serve the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth, who came in the flesh, was sent by his father, the great I am, the creator of heaven and earth. He went on a cross, went down into hell, rose up again in a glorified body, ascended back up to the throne, sits on the right hand of his father, the great I am. That is who I serve. They must say that this Christ Jesus came in the flesh. Christ is the son, the anointed king of the kingdom of heaven. And he came with the Holy Spirit who carried the kingdom. They must be able to say that. If they don't, they are not of this God, this presence of the Lord that Moses is talking to and interacting with. They are from the kingdom of darkness. That's just a little help. It's a hard place out here. All right. And the Lord said unto Moses, I will do this thing that you have spoken. What was he asking? We're not going unless your presence goes with us. Because only in that way will people know that we are your people. There's a lot of people do not. The presence of the Lord is with them in a very minute thing. They have it blocked by the soul and the flesh. They're serving other gods. I ran into a politician, a president of a nation. He says he was believing. But when I met his spirit, his spirit did not know this God that Pastor Deborah serves. The God of the Holy Bible. The God, the Father of Christ Jesus. Did not know of him. Had not heard of him. But his soul and body seemed to serve him. But his spirit did not know him. And I had to introduce them. Now he's a baby. So your soul can pray to a God. Do all kinds of rituals to a God. Believe and pray to him. And believe that you are serving him. The God of the Holy Bible. And your spirit doesn't even know him. Never heard of him. It's blocked in darkness and flesh. And your, and your spirit. This particular spirit was actually serving the kingdom of darkness and its God. It knew it. I knew it. But it wanted to know the God that Pastor Deborah serves. But it's a baby now, and it is overwhelmed. It's still in bondage, and it's not very strong. So the soul part of it, which is broken up into multiple personalities, sort of a political personality, a family personality, international personality. It's a very corrupt personality. Uh, it's connected to sort of mafia type people. Okay. In the soul. And it will lie and deceive and cheat and say whatever it needs to say. And it will try to convince itself and you that it's a loving person. It's kind and it's doing what's right. For the nation could be a business owner and they want to be seen as loving and kind and moral but behind the scenes and when they make laws or they pass laws or they vote on laws or they write laws or they do things in the darkness 
that nobody's supposed to know of, it's totally different. So I work with the little spirit part that doesn't know God. But I have to be aware of the soul and its concepts and its developments and how it's working. I have to be aware of the world it lives in. I have to be very aware of the kingdom of darkness, the king, how he works, and how his presence is a part of most of people's lives. So this God of Moses is saying, okay, I will do this, what you're asking, and my presence will go with you. Also, the reason I'm going to go is you have found grace and favor in my sight. How do you find grace and favor in the sight of a God? What does having grace mean? What does it mean to have favor in his sight? How does that happen? How can any God you serve, or the gods, do they tell you, I will do what you ask, because you have found grace, favor in my sight. Does your God do that? Does your God even talk to you? Or are you begging it with offerings, pleading with it to help you? Trying to show your obedience by offering it food, practice, and just be obedient. Just to get his favor. Does that give you his favor? Will he answer your prayers to go with you and his presence? These are deep questions that every person, believer and unbeliever, must ask. Do you know? I'll tell you a story. A lot of people who do not have a relationship in spirit or in the soul with the God that Pastor Deborah serves, the great I am Christ Jesus and his Father. Somewhere along the line, they didn't get it. They missed it. They lost it, got covered up. Maybe they prayed and nothing happened. They prayed for somebody to live and they died. So they questioned. Uh, This young man I knew, he was that way. And uh, he had gotten a disease from alcoholism and was dying. He was in the state of Florida, but another part of it. He came to me in the spirit on his deathbed and said he was dying. And he was just a few minutes away from it. And he didn't want to go to hell, but he knew he did not know this God that I knew. And we had had some conversations in the natural Because also when they're there, they're looking at your spirit to see if you have the grace and the favor and this presence of the Lord on you. Does it shine out love and peace? Can the spirit sense it, see it? So he came to me. I'm in my bed. And he came to me and said he was dying. And I said, yes, I know. He said, But I don't believe in this God. I said, yes, I know that too. But I don't want to go to hell. I said, that's no problem. He goes, but I don't believe. I said, look, I know that and he knows that. But I believe in him. And he believes in you. And he died on the cross for you. Even if you don't know him, he died to have you back. And my belief in him and my love for him and you, it is strong enough 
powerful enough to believe for you. Because I knew the heart of this father and this Christ Jesus for this young man. We were not going to lose him to hell. Satan was not going to win even though he did not know. I said, I will believe for you. You came to him when you came in the spirit to Pastor Deborah. He came the only way he knew how to God. On his deathbed to somebody he knew who had the presence of the Lord and the grace and the favor on her. Me. He didn't know how to get to God himself, so he came to me. A priest and a pastor and a shepherd of little ones like that that were lost over the cliff. And I reached down in faith and I said, I got you. I will believe for you. You came the only way you knew how. You called out the only way you knew how to get to him. And he heard you and he brought you. See, everybody that comes to Pastor Deborah, I am anointed for them to come to me, to talk to me, for me to be a mother, a bond and a tie. I help connect them to him. That's what a mama does. I had that anointing for many, 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 many years, still do. So he came. And I said, dear father, this little one has come searching for you and looking, but doesn't really quite yet believe, but he knows there's something there. He came to me for help. And I ask that you extend the mercy of the cross, the words that your son spoke. Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do, and accept him back in the family. I was acting as a priest with the presence of the Lord on me on behalf of both God and this young man. So they could be reconnected. And I applied the blood of the cross, the sacrifice. I went into the prayer, into the temple, to pray on his behalf. And the father's heart reached down, grabbed him, and he was gone. Straight into heaven. Where was his body? I don't know. But his spirit was going to live on. The presence of the Lord was on Pastor Deborah. It had gone with me. As Moses had said and had asked for. So God is saying in verse 17, You found favor and grace in my sight. I want you to ask that. Have you found favor and grace in the sight of the God or goddess or gods that you serve? And God goes on to Moses, And I know you by name. By your nature, your character, your personality, intimately. Can that God or gods or goddesses that you serve, that you worship in ritual, pray to six, seven times a day, you fast for, do they know you by name? If they were sleeping and they called you out by name, do they know your nature, your character? Do they know your heart's desires? So every God is going to know you. They're going to know if your heart's desires are pure, righteous, legal, holy. Do they line up with that God or some other God? I had just taught a class in prayer and fasting. People fast and pray for one reason, but it's not the reason that God wants. They pray because they're angry with God. Why do you go to pray? Are you free? 
you speak freely to this God or do you just repeat, memorize prayers? How would you feel if you were a king of a nation and you want to interact with your people? Now they are like robots. They live in fear of you and they just say all kinds of things and your heart goes, they don't really know me. They don't really love me. Okay, so ask yourself, what do you have to do to have grace and favor in the sight of the God that you serve? How does he know your name? Do you have dreams where he calls you at night? Do you speak to him one-on-one, away, away from the rituals of prayer? When you pray, are you just repeating memorized prayers? Or are you free to talk freely with him? Could you go and crawl up in his lap and cry in his lap? Pastor Deborah can. Can you call him Father? Pastor Deborah can. Can you also call him King? Pastor Deborah can. Do you live in fear of disappointing him? Do you know his purposes? So what we're learning in the kingdom of darkness, the presence of God, it is vital that it go with you. Now, in the kingdom of darkness, a presence does go with you if you serve him, the king of the darkness, his way. Mm -hmm. You have a presence about, you have a smell, spiritually, a fragrance. It's not pretty. Okay. The presence of God that Pastor Deborah carries is sweet, fragrant. And when it needs to be powerful, it is. So in this verse 17, God is talking intimately to Moses. He's answering his question, telling him, Because you have found grace and favor in my sight, I will go with you as you have asked. I will go with you into those lands when you go against the people. I will not forsake you. I will be with you, and you will be known as my people. And your my presence is what will determine that that you are my people doesn't say what you do it doesn't say if you're obedient if you follow my word it says my presence alone which is a spiritual thing will show people that i am with you you are different than all other people and that i am also i want to back up to verse eight people will be able to say about this god that's with you that he is so great and that his statutes and judgments are so righteous and the law of love agape love is his law and that there are no other gods but him were to love no other gods but him and to love your neighbor and that is what the presence will speak out does your god love your neighbor as they are. That's where Pastor Deborah struggles. Because I see the soul. And I don't like it. And I have to look behind the soul. Let me come over here. and Back here to the spirit. But I got to do a lot of work usually. Because my soul don't like what other people's souls are. A lot of times I don't like their spirits. Because they're dark and evil and wicked. They're doing dark and evil, wicked spiritual things. So what we're learning in the kingdom of darkness is this God's presence Lucifer was in. It went with him. It showed that this God was great. This 
high archangel Lucifer was anointed with this present. It showed how great and full of love and wisdom this God was through Lucifer. Went everywhere Lucifer went. And that God was showing himself off through Lucifer. But when Lucifer started lifting his own heart up and getting blinded by that presence, he started taking the glory and the honor for himself. And he got kicked out of this presence. So Moses and humanity are starting to get it back. Moses is acting as a priest talking to God one-on-one on behalf of the people that this presence of God must be with him. His laws and justice, his very nature of agape love must go with them. And if it does, then they will be seen as his righteous, holy, royal nation, his people. And it will attract the other nations to want to come and be under him. Does your God attract people with his presence in you? That's what that young man who came to Pastor Deborah on his deathbed did. What was in me, the presence of this Lord, the great I am, was attracting him. And when it was time for his physical body to die, his spirit came to Pastor Deborah. He could trust Pastor Deborah's spirit And yet he couldn't figure out how to get to this God, into that presence. But Pastor Deborah knew that that presence was there. She had faith for it. Even Christ Jesus on the cross said, Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. His faith and the Father's faith to reach all of humanity, even at the point of death, even in hell where Christ Jesus went, Preach the gospel of the kingdom, the forgiveness of the sin of Adam. He went and got him. Everybody that was there, not just the righteous ones. He got the ones that were icky in the flood. This faith in this presence of the Lord transcends hell, death, everything. And it's always going out. Pastor Deborah's a carrier of it. It goes with her. This garden is a presence of it. All of his angels and servants, they have it. But that is what Lucifer lost. Now, he's still a servant, but he developed his own presence out of his own nature, out of his own pride and haughtiness. A nature came up in him, filled a fire that was filled with lust and coveting and jealousy and hate, anything that was good and righteous. And that was his presence. So I want to stop right here. This was verse number 17. We didn't get very far. I could talk and talk forever. Let's pray. Dear Father, we thank you for one more little step into understanding the very presence of you, the Lord, and how Lucifer got kicked out of it and had to develop out of his own nature his pride, his haughtiness. And you even said, I will put a fire within you, which is coveting and lusting and hate and jealousy, and it will burn and come out of Lucifer. And he became Satan, the very adversary of God, the very adversary against the presence of God. And all that presence meant the presence of the Lord was the every good and righteous thing, every law concept of God all his mercy and goodness. And Moses was showing us because he was acting as a priest 
He was pleading to this God who had brought them out of Egypt. Father, you knew him by name. I ask you to help these people, that you will know them by name and they will know you, and that they will desire your presence and to give up the presence of the kingdom of darkness and its king. And Father, as they are here in the garden with you, do a mighty healing and deliverance. In the name of Christ Jesus, amen. All right, this was lesson or part number 14. We'll pick up in 15. We're working through the presence. We will get back to more of the kingdom of darkness's deep ick stuff that I had to learn about to help people the Lord's way. All right, see you next time in the kingdom of darkness. Love, bye. Thank you for listening and watching this video. It is an honor and a pleasure to have you stopped by today and watch. This is Pastor Deborah, and I hope you come again and watch many, many more videos and learn and grow spiritually. And hear how she has helped people spiritually, the Lord's way, for many, many years. Come again, watch another one. And we welcome you to be a subscriber to the channel, to make comments, and if you wish to contact Pastor Deborah, please email her at her email address for the ministry at Pastor Deborah at agapeloveishere.org. You can also see these videos on Twitter and on the website in the many different sections that they are put into. Enjoy, and it was once again an honor to have you watch and listen. Thank you and come again to another video of Agape Love, Love is Here Ministries, a ministry of helping people the Lord's way that Pastor Deborah has been doing for many, many years. Love always and forever, Pastor Deborah.